Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction here on Fightful.com. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Take Two, Joseph Holbert. Joe, how are you? I'm good. I'm very, uh, I don't know what we've discussed in, in, the last, in the last take of this. We have guys who produce free hours that you'll never hear. Definitely it was free, free full hours. It's the biggest show we've ever done. No, um, technical difficulties are the, uh, the the unique selling point of this show. Right, Jeremy, we've made that clear. Yes. And sometimes that has no effect on the audience at all. But here we are. We are doing this show as if nothing has happened, right? And what a show it is, Jeremy. We have so many topics to discuss that I was excited about the first time. Thankfully, we're not doing them all over again. That's all I want to stress. But I believe uh, everything is good and a big show is ahead of us. That's all I know. Uh, check out Fightful.com, boxing, wrestling, MMA. Use the hashtag, the distraction, right there in the corner. Yep. <laughs> Trending worldwide, number one, right now. Uh, this is our Thursday show where we actually talk wrestling. Uh, it's been a couple weeks because we had, I was on vacation last week. We had a super show with uh, Andrew Thompson and, and Jack Crosby, our good friends from Post Wrestling and CBS Sports. Uh, respectively so go back and check that out this past tuesday we reviewed baywatch uh everyone can listen to baywatch and hear us talk about dwayne johnson's big dick huge dick i made my wife re watch that scene because she didn't she she watched part of the podcast and saw the part where i cracked up for 13 minutes and died and came back to life on air yeah and she's like i don't get this i was like all right you gotta watch this scene <laughs> And so she knows all about Dwayne Johnson's big dick, huge dick now. I mean, did that make it funnier or is it legitimately just a thing that we found funny for the sake she of the She did podcast? not find this funny at all. She's like, I don't, I don't think get it was. <laughs> I, re I don't think it's, I just think we have hit a point. Like, I think I hit it a week before you with the shiny headed man in. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the film? Was the Hogan film Mr. with Nanny. him in it? Mr. Nanny, yeah. And. I think you then a week later here with the big dick talk. I just think we've we've broke, basically is what I'm saying by the movie talk. So I mean, hopefully it will get better and better. Next week is a big week, as you know. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that I, the film was as bad as I thought it was. We just found it funny because for some reason we now have to we have to make fun of this stuff for podcasting. We just have to. 
Uh, everyone tweet The Rock. Tweet him, tell him to tweet me. Give me a keep killing it, JL. He's not done that yet. Very disappointed yep. in the distraction fan base that you've not flooded his mentions. I don't think he gets a lot of engagement, so please send him those messages. Let him know I need to keep killing it. Tell him to say he's disappointed in Joseph, but Joseph's not going to read it because he has quit Twitter. But say it anyway. I will give Joseph yes. the message. I will I will text Joe and be like, The Rock says he's disappointed in you. His exact words were, very disappointed in you, JH, not killing it. Yeah, I mean, but I did want to make clear that I am the biggest supporter of Titan Games <laughs> in the world. Even though it took me a year to get to the show, no one is a bigger fan now of the... Um, insane program that Dwayne describes as the most incredible sporting event of, <laughs> in the history of the world. So I just want to let everyone know I'm a fan of Dwayne, just not Baywatch, which I think was pretty clear uh, this past Tuesday. But, you know, yes, rest, we're talking about wrestling today, apparently, right? That's what I hear. We're going to talk I mean, about wrestling. Yes. Um, yeah, this is good. This is good news. I'm yes. retired, so I missed some of these news bulletins, but I sense <laughs> we're talking about wrestling today. We're going to talk about wrestling. Thursday show, we put five minutes on the clock and discuss all the topics that we have uh, sort of missed in the last two weeks because we didn't have a show last week. A lot left on the cutting room floor. As always, we even, as Joseph alluded to, we did a full show, and then no one's ever going to hear this. So these are actually the topics we didn't get to in the Mm -hmm. first show. So these are kind of the the second-rate topics. I'm just letting everybody know that right now. We had the first-rate topics. We did the show. We had difficulties, so we didn't want to do like the exact same show. So we just said, all right, well, what if we take the, the topics that were left on the cutting room floor and do yep. a new show, and hopefully this all works, and we'll give the people that show. So that's what we're delivering you to you today. Yeah, if you want the four hours and 40 minutes that we did on the women's tag team titles, um, we will have to redo that another time. Okay, so today's, as I said, the B-tier uh, selections – the stuff we really enjoy talking about, long gone. It's, it's yes. long gone. So anyway, yes, carry on, Drew. I'm ready to go. First topic, uh, last Thursday, as as typical WWE counter-programming against the distraction and our big super show, they announced that Bruce Pritchard is out, or Bruce Pritchard is in, as the executive director of both Raw and SmackDown. Paul Heyman is out. Paul Heyman is going to uh, focus on his career as an in-ring performer, gearing it up for that big world title run against Drew McIntyre. Uh, so Bruce Pritchard has the pencil on both shows. And also to tack on to this, just to show what a, I guess, I guess words that have been described was clown show WWE is right now. Yeah. Uh, they had a positive coronavirus test on that. They revealed on Monday night at the end of raw. So the counter program their own program with, uh, with raw that, that marks the second positive COVID-19 test in the company. They tested everybody on Tuesday. Why they didn't test everybody three months ago when, you know, this whole thing first started and they still kept running shows? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not the person to answer these questions. But, Joseph, you have the answers. Give me the answers, Joe. Well, I've never realized how disrespectful to Bruce our topic is there until you laid it out the way you did. But you was like... So, Pritchard's in power. Anyway, other things that prove this is a clown show. COVID, (laughs) right? (laughs) Poor Bruce is just... No, I am... Look, we don't get this creative system they have now seems to be as farcical as ever. I have said on the social before my Terry Funk retirement, and to you in a show that we definitely didn't just tape, I, it felt like Raw was um, becoming less like a Paul Heyman show for, with every week in the MT Arena. And like there would be touches 
But some of the people he was prioritising would slowly kind of fall away. And that always felt to me like a conflict with Vince, I would assume. I don't know. Um, look, Bruce is an amazing story. He will be the greatest wrestling documentary ever. When it's always said and done, the return, the podcasting route to power is what I think we're <laughs> going to call it when we make that one. But I'm going to be honest in saying that while I'm sure he has some fun ideas, and he certainly seems like a, a nice guy to hang around and chat wrestling, um, I am unsure, Jeremy, if he's the man to lead us into this decade here of wrestling innovation and creativity is my takeaway here. I'm not sure he's the guy for that job. He revitalized uh, SmackDown. SmackDown was your favorite True. show. You said it was... I, I don't remember your exact words. I don't remember if it was actually mm -hmm. good or if it's the, the best show ever, the greatest wrestling show ever. Those might have been your exact words. Yeah. Uh, but you were all in on Smack. Now he's got control of Raw as well. Now he's got Randy. Now he's got Edge. Whoever else is on Raw, Drew McIntyre. I guess Edge is hurt. Um, he's yeah. got all these people now. So, wow. look, Raw is going to be just an amazing show as well. Because look what they've done with SmackDown. Did you did you watch SmackDown on Friday, Joe? The pissed on, pissed off segment? Classic Bruce. We're going to get that on Raw now as well. We're going to get five hours of being pissed off instead of pissed on. Because only Sheamus gets pissed off. Yeah, see, this is the deal with that, right? Is like, that's a Vince segment. 100%, right? <laughs> yes. That's just Vince. So it's just the truth. Look, Bruce is very good, I would assume, after all these years, uh, coming up with ideas that he knows Vince will like. That is Bruce. I'm not saying he's a yes man. I'm actually not. I'm not doing this as an ironic bit. I just think he knows Vince's taste, and that's why at this current point in time, he is Vince's selected leader for both of his television shows, which is an insane fault. It truly is. However... Um, <sighs> I will say that I actually think there is some truth to the idea of... I think SmackDown has been better than Raw for the last you know, three months, probably. And six months ago, I never would have said that. So maybe Bruce is the man. Maybe he's the man. Maybe give him NXT too. Then we'll unban it. <laughs> do, it do it all. Give him NXT UK. I don't care. Just go all in on... I don't know the situation. The COVID thing is just... I mean, it's very sad. It's a very disappointing situation when you see the announcement that they're going to test people as though it was like a big a big step forward. Like, we're going to do tests now, guys. <laughs> Please celebrate us. We're doing it. So that stuff sucks. But the Bruce thing, hard for us to gauge, to be honest. Uh, it is. We will see. Like, it's not the best time to have control over these shows. No. Let's be honest. You've got... Roman, who knows when he's coming back. Sammy's out. Becky is out. Uh, Kevin Owens sat out the, the most recent tapings. Other people, because of the situation right now, they could be sitting out, whether it's their choice, whether it's a, a positive COVID test, we don't know. So it, it's not the best time to have any of these shows, but Bruce has them both. We will see what is he, he's able to do with them. Like you said, at the end of the day, it's all Vince McMahon's stuff. Bruce yeah. is just, he's better at filtering and understanding than than Heyman and, and, and Bischoff. So that's why Bruce has the job. That's why Bruce is going to have this job for life. And yeah, good on him. He seemed out of the business. I guess he was in TNA. He did this podcast yeah. with Conrad. And then all of a sudden, he runs World Wrestling Federation now. Look, I don't know how prominent he was in TNA. Like, I, it seems like he had a pretty high up position. 
I will say that of all the fellas that tried to do the TNA gig, I thought his version of TNA was legitimately quite good. But I'm not one of these people that... I'm not um, here to suggest that Bruce sucks, is my... That's my conclusion <laughs> today, Jerry. I do not think Bruce sucks. I think he probably has some good ideas every once in a while. And I think he has a place. You know, he understands Vince's brain, and that is a feat in its own way. Yes. I just think the reason there was such a big reaction to this is I feel like a lot of us just feel it's time to move on now. You know, it's time to embrace new and embrace tomorrow's guys. And it's very hard to see Bruce being the leader of that movement. And I don't, by the way, I don't think Heyman is. Heyman is um, obviously a genius in his own way. Is he probably a little bit past, like, you know, out of touch? Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak to that. I think he did some good stuff on Raw, but... If we're being honest, man, the, the guy to change this around is probably someone we haven't even considered. You know, like, the industry needs more new minds for this stuff. It, we can't keep going back to the 90s over and over, uh, but we are going, we're going to keep going back to the 90s until, <laughs> until there's no choice. You know, they won a war, to... Joseph. They won a war. Yes, I've heard. They've mentioned it once or <laughs> so. I mean, Bischoff, to me, he's just he just won. I mean, everyone laughed at Eric and was like, oh, they moved him into sight. Dude, he got out so quick. Like, he just showed up and was like, yeah, I'm... I look, I can't do it. You're right. Four months of pay, I can't do it. But I, I don't know. It's just, I have to admit this because I've seen people dunking on, like people like me have been getting dunked on and I have not claimed it. So I'll do it now on this platform. I was one of the people that was like, man, Bish versus Heyman, let's go. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to come forward now. And if you're like me, you can now speak about this. I genuinely thought that was a genius move that we would all celebrate. And man, was I, <laughs> I was way off base. So, WWE is WWE, and it will be that way until something insane happens, which, you know, who knows when that happens. But for now, Pritchard is the way. Safe path. It sounds like such a good idea on paper of let's have these two people in charge of the shows, let them do yeah. kind of what they want, their their own direction and everything. It, it's, I'm going to make a, a real sports analogy because we love that stuff here. You know, you have a general manager of Raw doing running the team how he sees fit. You have a general manager of SmackDown running the team how he sees fit. Maybe one mm-hmm. team is uh, the Houston Rockets with their style, you know, small ball, all shooters, whatever. The other team is, uh, I didn't want to say the Sixers, but I'm going to say the Sixers. Go all big, bigger players, no shooting, anything like that, but they'll, they'll beat you to death on the inside. Like You see which kind of contrast, which team is better. It makes yes. sense. They didn't do any of that because they <laughs> just it was all just Vince's show and it's just like, yeah. all right, you can kind of get some pieces in there that you might like, but they still got to acquiesce to Vince's style. It's not going to be, all right, let's shape the roster, shape the team, and then come up with the style. It's plug and play these guys and we have the style. doesn't matter what you're good at. You got to figure out how to play this kind of style. Yes. Um, and on the real sports analogy... Paul Heyman was fired because he completely botched that AJ Styles trade. Just screwed it up yeah. completely. He traded him for future. Con- you don't trade a player the caliber of AJ Styles Agreed. and just get future. Con- when when the Thunder traded Paul George, all right, they got a boatload of draft picks. Sure, they also got Danilo Gallinari, who's a nice little plug and play player in that system. And they got Shea Gilgis Alexander, who everyone figures is just a complete can't miss star. So if they had just gotten six first round picks, that's a bad trade. But they got an actual proven talent, and then they also got Danilo Gallinari, who they could flip for potentially more. 
That's how you make a trade. You don't... Terrible trade by Paul Heyman. I see why he got the axe. That's a terrible trade, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we said that he was good. He wasn't good on the trade. Like, he was he was a free agent guy. Yeah. You know? Like, he picked up Brock. Now, granted, Brock, he had a bit of an advantage on that race. You know, I don't think NXT had much of a chance against Paul Heyman picking up <laughs> Brock Lesnar when he entered free agency. But, look, I... Um, the one part of this, and this is where I am an absolute idiot, was, like, I really thought the, the like, the um, internal competitiveness between Bischoff and Haven was going to be like a factor. And then I just, now I listen to Eric talk about it, I'm like, wow, I am the dumbest person ever. Like, Eric was just like, hey man, what do you want to do? Yep, sure. Sounds good to me. Carry on, get on with it. So I think um, the interesting thing about Heyman is, and I know we're going way long on this. So I appreciate your, uh, your like case study on the Oakland siege. But uh, my, my thing is, it will be interesting to see in a few years time, how that group of raw talent, reflects on Heyman if they do it as fondly as you know some of the prior ones do or if they just feel like he is way past kind of having any relevance I don't know I guess time will tell but it seems to me he's elevated some guys I just wonder if they view him as like a guy who didn't get a chance to help as much as he wanted to basically and that that will kind of become clearer in the years to come on the COVID testing stuff if you've listened to the show you know our stance we don't think any of these shows should have ever been yes. running uh, the fact that it took them three months to do actual testing is just, I don't know how that happens. Uh, they shouldn't be applauded for now doing testing. No one applaud them for that. It should have been done a long time ago. Uh, no, nobody should be running shows, but they're doing it. Like this is not over. People think it's over because it's been a couple months and it's like, all right, we've moved on, right? It's been a few months. Yeah. Everything's good. No, it, it's still happening. Uh, it, it's gonna it's not fixed everybody it's not no. fixed and it's probably gonna get worse again and then we're just gonna shut everything down again but don't worry wwe will keep running no matter what happens i can guarantee you wwe will keep running no matter what I i've learned this yes. in life i mean that is if we fought it before proven fact now right like there is no way this program ever doesn't run when it's expected to yeah. so, i guess there's a compliment in there somewhere but it is it's wild the some of the, the lines they can like walk because wrestling isn't viewed as an actual real thing, but then at the same time they can be celebrated as like, oh they're a big entertainment brand, man. And then, but meanwhile <laughs> they're like, yeah, we ain't doing any testing because we're wrestling. No one cares. Great, right? It's it's, it's wild, man. It's a wild place to be. Uh, let's move on to Backlash this past Sunday. The greatest wrestling match ever took place between Edge and Randy Orton. A lot of various takes on this. The only correct take is that it was the greatest wrestling match ever. Joe, what would you think of this match? Um, I cried. <laughs> I wept. The Undertaker. The Undertaker cried. Man, can I just say that the, I thought I had enough of The Undertaker doing interviews. And when I saw the headline of him actually admitting he nearly cried <laughs> while watching Randy Orton and Edge wrestling in a basically an empty arena with crowd sound effects, I... I was like, just do another 100 interviews. I want more. Give me more <laughs> interviews. So, I mean, look, we understand the situation here, right? Circumstances could not be much worse. Edge hadn't had a real match in nine years. Randy Orton is a great wrestler that is prone to having less than great wrestling matches. Um, and <laughs> here they are in front of, like, a performance center group of talent who's, like, how many of them are there, do you think? 50? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, give or take. Here they are, and obviously, like to me, this is how I take the match. 
I don't take it as full-on satire. I don't think it's like a parody. However, I do kind of view it as Randy Orton being like, this is how easy it is for me to have what you guys consider a great wrestling match. Like, <laughs> the finisher kick at the end did make me think he was just going full in on, like, oh, I can be okay there if you'd like me to be. Would you like me to do this more often, guys? I probably never will, but I can. I'm just proving it to you now. Look, I thought it was a great match. The one thing I have to compliment on it, genuinely thought it was great. It was a long match, and you knew it was going to be long. The first half, even when they were, you could tell they were kind of setting up for a long match, it felt like something was always happening. And the stuff where Randy was out resting him, when Randy focused on his neck, when Edge went after the shoulder, all that stuff was really smart. Samoa Joe on this match was yes. incredible. He was so good on this match. Um, even when his mouth wasn't moving, he was gone, <laughs> right? From what I can tell. So I, I like the match a lot. I enjoy Alton matches 10% more than anyone else in the world, I think. So obviously I was always going to probably pretend to like this anyway, but I legitimately liked it. Greatest wrestling match ever. Believe it or not, guys, maybe not. I know, hot take. You've heard that on a few podcasts this week, right? But it was a great match, and I think it will be looked back on fondly, which is good because it could have very easily been like a joke in wrestling history, right? And I think people will look at it fondly for the most part. I love this match. I great. did not expect to love this match, but you mentioned the, the timing. Compare this to the WrestleMania match. One felt like three hours, and yes. this one breezed by. Like, yeah. it, it did not feel long at all. I People are, you know, can't be the greatest match ever because it was edited and all of this stuff. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I don't mm. care that they, they shot it multiple times and what, like, movies are shot multiple times. Yeah. Sure, there's a difference between the play and the film. I get that. This is what they were going for. I just want something that's going to entertain me. I don't care if it's done yeah. live. I don't care if it's you know shot and edited and pieced together doesn't matter to me it, it entertained me and, and that's what i was looking for i'm with you that randy is just like yeah if you want me to have these kind of matches i can do easy. it easily i can do these <laughs> yeah. finisher kickouts. i can do stealing moves and i can do the leg slaps i love that he won with the punt and the the thigh yeah. slap like i can do all of that stuff I don't feel like it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do my headlock for 15 minutes. I'm gonna hit the RKO. It's gonna get a bigger pop than all your 360 double 30 backflips. And then I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna make more money than all of you. That's basically what he said in the yes. this interview with uh, CBS Sports. Is like, that's how I'm gonna do business, and it's worked out very well for me. And I can't criticize the guy for that, no. honestly. I mean, I've said this to you, I think I've said it on air, but I've said it a million times off, like, I am very interested, I feel like in history this guy is going to go down as like the all-time great wrestler, <laughs> and those of us that are there to see it are going to be like, man, we remember all those two and a half star pay per view matches, but when it depends your, look, if you're, um, wrestling is an art, and it is also a business, right, and depending on what side of that coin you're on, if, even if you fall somewhere in the middle, you will view Orton differently. Some people will still view him as a waste of talent, and that is fine. However, it's becoming increasingly difficult to kind of wave that flag because he's going to make, like, top-tier money for legitimately over two decades in professional wrestling. And that is an insane achievement. I said to you, we were talking, I was like, I was looking at Raw's roster, and I'm thinking, I think they have to put the belt on Orton. I cannot believe I'm here again where I'm doing the Orton is the next world champ deal. I can't believe they end up... <laughs> like, it says something about them, but at the same time... Orton is the best character on Raw, right? Like, pretty clearly, I think. Dude's just great. And, yeah, he's flawed. Some of his matches miss, sure, whatever. But for the most part, he's a great wrestler, and he gets he gets his stuff over. 
The matches sometimes with modern crowds, if he's in the wrong spot especially, yeah, they can fall a little flat. But for the most part, man, no one feels more like a main event guy on Monday Night Raw than Randy Orton. And to me, that's that's all you want, right, from a top guy. To me, it is anyway. How much would a live crowd like just eaten up this match? I it obviously depends. it was edited, shot, what whatever. Yeah. Like if it's this match and it's one take like that, I think a live crowd just goes crazy over all this stuff because they do love Edge. They still yes. love or hate depending on your perspective Orton, but Orton gets a reaction is my point of all this. Mm-hmm. Like I think they would have eaten a, this wouldn't have been like a Triple H situation where it's just long and drawn out and not good and neither guy is working all that well like these guys actually worked hard and everything looks solid again edited sure i still think they would have had a much better match one take than any triple mm-hmm. h match in like the last decade <laughs> i love triple h just getting hammered just for no reason just going after triple but look i'm with you i'm never gonna argue but um i agree I, the one thing is it's become increasingly clear to me over the last like five years with modern wwe crowds where you are on the card can actually just decide how good your match is. Like, and that it sounds silly, but it's just kind of what it is now. I could see this dying if it was on this show, probably not, because it was a pretty short show, right? Until that match, it was like the two-hour mark. Yeah, it would have been so. like it would have. I'm saying circumstances the same. It's the main event. It, yeah. it's the same show. Like circumstances. I think it would have been fine. Yeah, I think it would be fine. I just my fear is. I don't want to say I like these PC shows because I don't, I promise. But <laughs> there is an element of like being able to just say, we're going to record this at 11 a.m., guys. Like You're going you're gonna to be energetic for this. That is kind of awesome. It, mean, it just is because you don't have to worry about all the extra. You don't have to worry about beach balls suddenly appearing while Randy gets the heat on, you know? It's it's different. I, I'm with you, but I think in some ways this kind of, um, it heightens its place in history because I think people are going to look back on it like fondly as being when for some reason they gave Edge and Randy Orton Mission Impossible and they kind of obviously yes not the greatest risk but they passed right they did as good as they could possibly do all things considered so another incredible feather in the the growing cap of my friend Randy Orton who is now the greatest wrestler ever he said that on Raw I don't know if you saw this Jeremy he said I am now the greatest wrestler ever so I'm glad I'm not alone in that take anymore and Randy has stood alongside me on it um and all on the way up from here. I've said this on Tuesday. We only go up from here. Big things ahead for Randall. What do you make? I, I don't remember who said this, but I, I saw this. And maybe this is a common thing that I just didn't know about. They use the tagline greatest match ever for essentially yeah. SEO purposes. So if you Google just like greatest wrestling match ever, mm-hmm. the first 10 pages are just all Orton and <laughs> Edge stuff. I didn't and you're, think not, of that. you're not getting anything about like Okada or whatever. Like it's just all Orton and Edge and everybody talking about this match. Like if this is true, it's brilliant. I, I I didn't even think of this. I didn't see anything about it. that makes a lot of sense actually because there are that's I'd imagine that's a common search, right? People that just wanted to find like the best stuff ever. Yeah. And now it comes like Adrian Randy <laughs> with the sound effects and the greatest show. Yeah, that'd be um that man, that'd be a play. I'd love to see who had to explain to Randy Orton that why they did that. <laughs> and Edge. Poor Edge, man. Edge is um like I'm not a huge Edge guy, generally speaking. Christian's the facial the facial agree. Facials can be a little much for me. He's a little bit like he's a little shawnee for me. That's what I would say. Okay. Very good. <laughs> However, he is an animal. Like him doing this match, I don't care reshoots with his injury that he gets in the match too. Um, 
man, it was fun. The Orton deal where, like, no matter what happens to Orton, you never feel sympathy for him, and he's always the heel, is the best thing in wrestling, right? Like, someone could just set Randy on fire and be like, yeah, get him. Like, <laughs> you never you never feel bad for Randy. He sells like a like serial killer in a movie or something. It's, it was, I loved it. I'm glad you did too. I was very scared when I was watching the match that this was going to be some kind of like, everyone said it sucked, and everyone seemed to like it. And that was a big victory for me and Team Orton, and I'm, I'm banking this one. And now... We move on to the World Heavyweight title. You know it's coming, Jeremy. It's coming home. The the rest of Backlash, let's get into it. I know you want to talk about uh, Bob. Bob Lashley. And Bob. he shot he shot on Drew McIntyre at the start. It unfortunately, yes. didn't work out for him. Anything else from Backlash, including, of course, the WWE title match? Well, he shot on him at the start, and then he dropped him directly on his head. About yeah. like, Try to kill him. He was like, if I murder him, they'll give me the belt. I have to win. I win by, I win by I'll roll him in, I'll pin him. But, um... Backlash, here's the deal, okay? I find it a little bit frightening when I see people say they hate this show because because like, this had two good matches on it, and one of them we agree was great. Man, you if you didn't like the show, you don't want to dig too deep into the pay-per-view vault because two good matches, you'll be taking that a lot of times in the, in the historic pay-per-view. So I thought it was fine. The two things I was interested in hit pretty good. Lashley, I always thought they were going to use Lana as the finish, so that didn't affect me as I saw a lot of people were upset and I get it. It's a, it's a lame finish, but I saw it coming kind of deal. So that worked. Lashley and McIntyre was so physical, right? It was like, it really felt like a heavyweight title match. It was great. I, I think you saw there with Lashley, what a lot of us felt we were going to get when he came back from impact because he was so great in impact. And it was good to see that guy with his confidence. MVP has been terrific as his manager and I hope that's not the end of the Drew thing. I hope it isn't, you know? Uh, it looks like it'll continue somewhat. I mean, they had the tag team match on yep. Raw. I hope with the kind of screwy finish that they can do something else. Like, Extreme Rules is next. You can easily just put Lashley and, and McIntyre out there, give them a yep. kendo stick or something, and let them beat each other up with that. I, I feel like it'll it'll continue past that. Look, that match was great. Um I thought I thought Backlash was good overall. It yeah. helps that these shows are like three hours now, like a, a very hard three hours, and it's not like three and a half stretching into four. Like these B shows don't need to be that mm-hmm. long. So it's nice that you know people will be like, oh, Brian wasn't on the show, AJ was on the show, uh, who who else? Seth, Seth Rollins wasn't on the show. Like good. I don't need to see. Yeah. We just had Brian and AJ wrestle a very long match. That that's fine. Give. Give some of these matches on television. Keep the pay-per-views as, you know, a more cohesive of, of what you want to do with the, the bigger stories tying up and whatnot. Like, that is not every... I hate the pay-per-views where it's like... And, and this is a big WrestleMania thing. It's like, we got to get everybody on this show. So you just throw yeah. together a bunch of random matches that no one cares about. Like, I was fine that this was like... There's a point to all these matches that are on the show. They were all good for the most part. And I, I thought the show was good. Yeah, no, I think this is an interesting discussion. Pay-per-view thing has changed dramatically. Over the last year, maybe 18 months, I'd have to look into it a little closer. Like, you can tell that the pay-per-views have gone from where all of our stories conclude to, like, a select handful of stories from both Raw and SmackDown. Like, there's not much rhyme or reason anymore, right? Like, what was the, what was the logic to the IC title final not being on Backlash? Now, I agree with you. I just think this is a natural evolution of the importance of the TV deals 
alongside the fact the network isn't pay-per-view, right? Like, we have to get out of this idea that it's like, come with your biggest guns, man. Like, you've got to sell pay-per-views. That ain't it anymore. So I I don't dis- I tweeted about, like, that, that change, and people thought, I think people thought I was, like, mad at it. I don't. I actually think it makes a lot of sense. To be quite honest, I've said this to you before, like, outside of the big four, I'd have no problem with all these pay-per-views being, like, concept shows and wacky, like, non-canon deals. Because to me... If you got to do three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, I, don't, I feel like it hinders you almost to have to build to these random like, backlash. And I don't know. That's obviously another topic for another day. But I'm with you. I I have no problem with evolving with the way things have changed. Like the, the pay-per-view money isn't. That's not your focus anymore. So yeah, sure. Do give AJ and Brian 40 minutes where it can steal a whole episode of SmackDown. It makes sense. It helps everything. So I'm with you. I thought there was nothing terrible on the show, and the things I was interested in hit pretty big. So. Backlash, I would say, was a thumbs up, to be honest. There's nothing terrible on the show? Yeah. I, look, no <laughs> wrestling match was terrible on the show. There was something that was very, very terrible that I will not discuss. But you can you can discuss it, and I will see it, and I will listen to your discussion. What, Joe? I pitched yes. the Street Profits against yes. the Viking Raiders as a cinematic match. Yes, I, I had a Fast and Furious concept. I pitched this twice on the same day to you within like a three-hour block of, of recording where we recorded like eight hours together. Yes. <laughs> I was so enamored with this idea that I I had to pitch this thing. Uh, they they somewhat did it. They no. somewhat did it here. Like they did the cinematic match. They did that yes, part. True. They did the cin- They had the. The, the bikes, the Akira Tozawa ninja bikes, very straight out of Fast and the Furious with that stuff. I said I wanted the Street Profits and the, the Viking Raiders to come together. Uh, I pitched the idea of the, the Street Raiders. They went with Viking Profits for some so reason. So Why would you go with Viking? Street Raiders is right there. You can do Street Raiders. You can make it a Fast and Furious group here. Family, living life quarter mile at a time, one last ride. Like that, that's what you do. And instead, you know, they were like, well, we want to steal this idea, but we don't want to steal the full idea because that's what they do from us. They they yes. steal our ideas, but then it's a copy your homework meme. Like, all right, let me copy your homework, but make it look different. Like that's essentially what they did here. I understand why people didn't like this. Like they've been doing these wacky vignettes and golf games and axe throwing and stuff for for weeks now. If it's gonna end, this was the way to end it. If you would rather it end in an actual wrestling match between the, the, the tag team champions and one of the best tag teams in the world, I understand that. That's not what WWE is at this point, especially with tag team wrestling. Hang on. Like, especially Hang on. with tag team wrestling. Stop right there, Jeremy Lambert, because we have a problem. <laughs> are you aware that they are doing an actual wrestling match in a week? Are you aware of it? Yeah, on Raw. Yes. Yes, so they are still expecting me to watch an actual wrestling <laughs> match. I want to make this clear to you. They have not done like the... So you we think... We can't just do a wait, wrist. Yeah. So you think <laughs> they know, had... Yeah. They booked uh, Street Profits and Viking Raiders True. in an actual wrestling match for Backlash, and this is what they gave us. So let's not, let's not count these chickens of like, oh, they're going to give us an actual wrestling match. They might not. This enraged me. And not as not the segment, look. There's stuff on every wrestling I don't like. It's fine. I am becoming disgusted at just the... The fact that I'm not even allowed to say this sucks without being talked to like I'm Jim Cornette <laughs> is disgraceful. I'm not happy about this at all. 
I'm having it explained to me that wrestling is fun. Like I'm like some sort of old man smashing the television set. <laughs> I know it's fun. I had a lot of fun watching this show. I, this is a little bit much for me. Okay, I, I do not need it. And the idea that it gets either team over is an absolute fallacy. No, Anyone telling you, you would not say that. I know you would. Okay, but w- this will all be a, a forgotten thing in approximately three weeks. So just don't even go there. Don't tell me it's a long-term play to get over. It gives them personality. Yeah. Sure it does. Great. <laughs> the street it, it profits, sucks. they're really lacking that personality. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, to me, it sucks. If, if people have fun with it, they can have fun with it. That's fine. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know how you can go from Drew and Bob nearly <laughs> murdering each other to like, I know that's his, Vince's deal with his variety show. There's something for everyone. I just don't know who this was for. Apparently, everyone that watches the show loved it. So I guess it's for them. I don't know. Sure, it's for maybe, people but... like me. It's for people yeah. like me that want that just See, want them so. to Here's do. The <laughs> you have fun with this, okay? But like, I don't believe for a second you think it's good. But there are many people that like thought this was great and they loved it very much. And I don't believe that you are one of those people. I just don't. I, I see through that. <laughs> I'm in a position of I'm fine if it's just completely absurd, and that's what okay. this is. Like, I would it, I would much rather it be. Just a completely like if they had a tag team match, they probably would have had a fine tag team match. That's not getting them over either. We know what the deal is with with these teams. We know what the deal is with tag team wrestling WWE, right? Like no, yes. it, it, it's the Orlando Magic. I've said it many times. It, it's just all mediocre nonsense. No one gets over. Whatever you just accept it. So at that point. Sure, they could have this mediocre match, and people are like, "Oh, this is what you can do with tag team." They're not actually going to do that. So, do some cinematic nonsense, make it as absurd as possible, which is what they did, and I will enjoy it. Does it help anybody? No. Do I understand why people dislike it? Yes, because they want actual wrestling in their wrestling. (laughs) But look, I I praised Baywatch. I gave Suburban Commando like eight stars. I am fine with just the completely absurd cinematic stuff. If you're going to do cinematic, make it like this. Don't make it like uh, Gargano and Ciampa and Edge Norton from WrestleMania where it's just walk and brawl. Throw people through glass. Have Akira Tozawa show up on a uh, street bike with ninjas. Have a giant uh, ninja as well. Throw people in whatever. Make it absurd. Should it be your tag team title program? Probably not. Don't care. But look, they're not doing anything else with these tag team titles. Yeah, you, you, I can't really argue anything. Like that. <laughs> that was pretty much like that's yeah, that's undeniable. Everything you said is correct. I also prefer this to like melodramatic, like Champa grabbing Gargano's hand in like some sort of theatrical fashion, <laughs> as we consider the symbolism on display. Yes, you are correct. This is better than that. I will agree. I just. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I just would rather people not tell me I'm lame for thinking it is not, like, high art. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off. My rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. That's what I would rather. So please, if you watch this show, if you watch this show, do not tell me that I'm an old miserable man for not chuckling at the, <laughs> the ninja Akira Tazawa. By the way, 
one of the great wrestlers on Earth who is now a ninja. But, you know... He's really stuff, good in that role, though. He really look, here's, sells here's that. My thing. my thing on modern WWE is it is a collection of things that if World Championship Wrestling had done them in 2000 would be featured on every Rising Ball <laughs> documentary ever made. That's all I'm saying. It's fine. Enjoy it. Enjoy your victory. We will come back. Jeremy, we will come back. Okay? That's all I'm saying. That's a threat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, don't yell at Joseph if he didn't like this. It's fine. He he's Please. allowed to to dislike yes. something. Like I understand why people dislike it. For me personally, give me a bad C level WB films movie with this stuff, and I'll laugh and I'll chuckle, That's and it, it's fine with me. But it's not for everybody. Joseph, you're still wrong, but that's okay. You can be wrong. Look, You're allowed to be wrong. Here's the one thing. I, I know that I'm now deemed as like one of the enemies as part of wrestling media. I know I'm one of you guys now, Jeremy. You know this? <laughs> but, but like, please do know, I'm not like hate watching everything. I really did. I said a minute ago, I enjoyed the show. The Bob match I, I like very much. And the main event I love. So I'm fine with just put going on my phone for 10 minutes ignoring stuff. Just allow me to tell you it sucks. That's all I want to do. <laughs> and then I, we can play together. That's fine. All good. <laughs> Isn't part of the wrestling minute like you're supposed to hate everything? Like, don't people yes. who like everything like get knocked? I don't know how it works. I, There's I, two different. It's, yeah. it's very that's a different podcast for a different day. But by, whatever side of the fence you're on, you are just an ass. Yeah, you're everyone wrong. hates you guys. You can't win, yeah. no matter what. Yeah, I I don't know how it works. People tweet me how it works. Everybody, let yes. me know. We let ain't good know at if... it. Whatever side, whatever the truth is, we're not good at it. That's what <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly not. Uh, Christian returned on Raw. Yep. He had a unsanctioned match against Randy Orton, so this match did not officially count, I guess. Uh, it looks like maybe he could wrestle at Extreme Rules. Booker T seems very certain that he's going to wrestle at Extreme Rules. Booker T's never been wrong in his life, so I, I will trust that man's opinion. Uh, you know, we, we will see what happens, but Ric Flair came out, low-blowed Christian. Uh, Orton hit him with a punt. Orton stared coldly into the camera as he talked... Uh, to, to Christian and just let him know like you shouldn't have done this man and then that that was the the end of that and yeah we'll see with Christian but what'd you make of the mini evolution reunion and, and Christian's return well first things first I want to commend Booker T on <laughs> being a part of the WWE system for nine years and appearing to never be in the loop on anything <laughs> never has any idea what's going on I find that he just wants to watch it as a fan I guess I don't know he's, he's always involved in somewhere or another but he never knows what's going on. Joseph, what is up mate. with your hair? Oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> it looks like you just have pigtails on one side. No, I do not. I, I, I did not have... It's leering out. It's, it's a very stressful day. Two takes. Very tough. Okay, it gets frazzled. I'm very hot. Okay, okay. What was I talking about? Christian Cage? Yes. Christian and Booker T. Christian, good wrestler. Um, he, <laughs> he, he came back, apparently. He was taping his hands for a shoot fight. Um... Randy Orton killed him, right? Was that what happened? Did he yeah. die on Raw? Yeah, he appeared so. to be dead, from what I could tell, on Monday Night Raw. And Randy, the one issue with these Randy segments, I've said this for months, and I don't mean to sound like Dusty Rhodes speaking here from 1986. Dude, you've got to have some baby faces running him off. You just have to. <laughs> like, Big Show was there and was aware of the situation. Um, and he there just was turned baby was... face again, too. Yes, Ric Flair, obviously, we know what he, his involvement was. That was also <laughs> weird, but... But Randy can't just stand over a dead body and be, like, talking to him for five minutes. Someone run the man off. He's a, he's a lunatic, for Christ's sakes. Get rid of him. But anyway, I, I hope Christian can wrestle again. It was a real bummer that he couldn't get. Like, his career was totally just taken. And he didn't even get the um, 
look, being forced into retirement sucks no matter what happens. But Edge, like, because of how he was positioned, he got that kind of grand exit, even though it was awful, obviously, for him. The audience got a chance to say goodbye. Now he's back. Tremendous news for him. Christian just kind of disappeared from what I remember, right? He had a concussion issue of some kind, and he just he couldn't get cleared, and that was the end of that. It would be great for him to get some closure. I know he loves wrestling Randy Orton, so I would hope that this leads to him doing that more because he seems to have a lot of fun doing that. They have mentioned once or twice their 2011 series against each other. They definitely don't talk about it every time they're asked about wrestling. Um, and I'm all for them, you know, rekindling. Randy's better than ever now. Why can't Christian do the same? Especially with his shooter outfit. If he is still alive, I want to make clear. Because he did appear to be in a very bad way at the end of Raw. I love that 2011 series. They actually, they did some uh, callbacks to that in the Edge and Orton match with yeah. the second rope dive. And I, I think I tweeted it, but like Christian, he got caught with that like two straight matches and then he pump faked on one. And then he caught <laughs> it like such a great sequence uh, of uh, kind of match by match storytelling there. Um, I don't know if Christian is cleared. If he is, great. The, the timing on all these clearings is kind of weird. It's like, now everybody can just come back, you know? We, yeah, we haven't been awesome. able to get these guys for years, but now everything's fine. Modern medicine. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. Um, you're right about he didn't get, like, the big sin. I don't think he got, like, a big speech. Or like, no. he won a, an Intercontinental qualifier. He's the number one. He's still the number one contender for the Intercontinental title. He never got his title shot. Uh, maybe we will get AJ Styles and Christian. Uh, is wow. it is that the is that the Intercontinental title? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. AJ Styles yes. has it. All right, um, that'd be fun. <laughs> it would be. That'd be very fun. Um, I, I, yeah, Orton like Orton is the top heel on the program, and he's working with like part time baby faces. And this yeah. is another issue in like WWE is that you've got a top heel, you've got a top baby face in Drew, and instead of like pairing them together. It's let's just give one guy part-time baby faces that he can beat and be fine. And let's give the other guy heels that we haven't done anything with, but they look good and maybe we can heat them up. Do you, so this assume that Drew and Randy is the SummerSlam match for the sake of arguments. Okay, this, this is, this given that kind of, I wouldn't assume that. I just assume that they're going to bring back Goldberg for Randy or something. I mean, sure. That would also <laughs> be fun, but I, I just, for the sake of, you know, I, I'll give them that much. Is it too far to say that Randy Orton currently feels above the actual baby faces underneath Drew? Because I agree with you, it may be a problem. But like at this point, how do you transition Randy into like a program of Alistair Black? He feels almost above that stuff now. I don't know. I can't he just did the match that was billed as the greatest wrestling match ever with a Hall of Famer. Like how do you now have him working with um Ricochet or someone? I don't know. Who's on Raw? Someone. Mustafa Ali, perfect example. He's he's coming to Raw now, right? You tell me he's coming to Raw. Yeah, apparently. Like, he's the hacker. He, he's just hacked yes, himself into Raw. Hacked, hacked, <laughs> hacked the system, changed brand. And then Bruce followed him. Very tough. <laughs> but, like, on paper, wow, what a great way to introduce him, have him, you know, do something with Alton. But Alton just feels like he's on his own, like, platform now. Because you're right, he's doing all this other stuff. So, I don't know. I This is where it gets difficult, right? Like, I feel like all of us are ready to move past the part-timer deal until it's people we like. That's actually the issue, isn't it? It's like, get rid of these part-timers. Christian, bring him in. Let's get Christian <laughs> back, you know? Like, it's just, we all have our own kind of uh, blind spots in that regard. So it's difficult. I just, it would be nice for Christian is my only takeaway. The Ric Flair stuff was, um, like, was the, was the idea that Rick like, got Christian out of a fight? Was that the idea? I, I, the, the pure joy on Ric Flair's face 
just made me believe that he just wanted to hit this man in the balls for some yeah. reason. Like, I don't think it was a thing of I'm saving you from the, because if that was the case, he wouldn't allowed Randy to punt at him. Like yeah. he, you know, he would have actually, I think Ric Flair just got off on hitting Christian in the balls. Honestly. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I may have like reached on that. It may have just been, he felt disrespected. The big test of the, um, Modern medicine you were talking about is if Rick indeed works a performance center about. If, if that happens, <laughs> if we see Randy Orton and Ric Flair versus Edge and Christian at SummerSlam Performance Center, you can know that there is some shady stuff going on in the World <laughs> Wrestling Federation. Okay, but look, I um, it was weird. The one thing about Rory is you can't say it was uneventful, right? Like no, that was if you missed that episode, if you missed that episode of Raw, you missed that Christian was gonna wrestle a match. Did try to wrestle a match, got punched in the balls by Ric Flair, and then got like killed basically by a punt. So, a lot, a lot going on there with Christian. Um, hopefully, we get a match of some kind. That'd be fun for me anyway. Even though I am Mister, come on man, the new talent. No, I'm fine. Christian's good. Let's get Christian. <laughs> I think because Christian hasn't been around for so. It's the same thing with Edge because they're part timers but they also haven't been around for like nine years. Yeah. It's not a Goldberg situation of, okay, he's a part-time. Like when Goldberg first came back, that Brock match was pretty well received, wasn't it? Like people weren't like, oh man, can't believe they're bringing in. Maybe they the, were. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, the WrestleMania match or like the squash one. The the Survivor it's Series match, like the first time they it was, like brought him back. People got mad about, like they were stunned that Goldberg won, right? I think yeah. it was the deal, but it was super short. And the Mania match everyone loves from what I can tell. Yeah, I and think, then like uh, they kept using Goldberg, and it's like okay, now you're using yeah, him against Undertaker and Ziggler yeah. and the yeah. Fiend, and... and his son kept showing up and like falling <laughs> over the barricades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. So I think that, and, and the same thing with the Undertaker. It's like, all right, if you're part time, fine, but if you've been away for almost a decade, it's a little bit more okay. tolerable than you're part time and you're still wrestling three times every year. I agree. I need to just say this about the Undertaker because I'm watching the last ride thing and I'm I understand he's just, he's paying here. Like, am I the only one that feels the the simple way to solve this is that match he did at MSG where he's like in a six man and just does his free moves, the crowd cheers, he does his like taunt deal and he's in no pain whatsoever. Why does he not just do this match over and over again? I don't understand, Jeremy. Why does he not just do, when the events are rolling again, every month, one six-man tag in which he takes not one bump, <laughs> does a choke slam or two? But why does he have to constantly chase this, like, classic match? Just be the... Un- People don't want it from him anymore. They're happy to just see him stick his tongue out and roll his eyes. Like, this has been very frustrating for me, to why no one has come up with this simple solution to his problems. Here's, here's a spoiler for you, Joe. Oh, no. Uh, the end of The Last Ride, Chapter 5... The Undertaker announces his retirement. That's oh. the spoiler. Uh, he's, he says, you know what? I'm at peace. The Boneyard match was great. I don't know if I can talk. It was the perfect send-off. Closing WrestleMania. I, that's all I needed right here. And he's, he's going to come to that realization while filming this documentary, looking back on all this stuff. That That's how the last ride ends, everybody. I'm okay. telling you right now. Here's the problem with that. Every episode has ended like that. He's retired <laughs> 12 times through the series. I just, I don't know. I um, I feel for the guy. I just wish he'd be more realistic and become like what Manabu Nakanishi was in his last 15 years of New Japan action. And just be like, just do the hits, man. People love it. People cheer. It's just fine. You don't have to be 
like 1998 Undertaker. It's we all understand that you struggle to walk, man. If you want to just be around, you can be around. It's not that big of a deal. But that's another thing. I like Christian. That was my point here, wasn't it? I like yes. Christian, and Bruce doesn't suck. On my conclusions thus far. Correct. I don't have any actual spoilers. Please don't tweet me. Be like, you spoiled it, you jerk. I, I, I've not seen You better hope that's not the finish. You better hope. <laughs> Dude, here's the, the thing. It will be the finish now because we know they watched yes. the show and they're going to be like, you know, that's a good idea that once again, those distraction guys came up with a great idea. Let's re-edit this whole show and, and this is going to be, I haven't even finished episode four, okay? I'm on like, I'm like 20 <laughs> minutes into episode four. That's how far behind I am on, on all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know what the finish is of episode five of the finale is this Sunday. If that is it, it more proof. Like you already have enough, more proof, okay? Um... Speaking of things I'm behind on, New Japan is back. They, yes. They're running the New Japan Cup. Uh, they're running empty arena shows. They're actually going to allow fans for the finals of the New Japan Cup and then Dominion. And they're going to allow fans uh, for a couple of the, the summer shows as well. So, Joseph, have you missed New Japan? Have you been watching the empty arena in New Japan? Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I'm <laughs> Look, empty arena wrestling is tough. And it, New Japan, while I think it is more palatable because they are trying to convince you that they're in like a sporting contest, still is not my thing. You know, like I've, I've loved some of the matches, but it's still, I just left sitting there thinking, man, this would be great for a crowd. The beauty of New Japan is, though, is I can see it, can't I, Jeremy? I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know when there are going to be people, actual wrestling fans back in these buildings, and I don't even have to worry about the safety element of it. This is a home run. This is a very big win. I've filled out. My New Japan Cup bracket, Jeremy. That's how all in I am. I've printed. I've I've wrote my winners are in. You know, this is I'm all in on this. I um, if I was on the Twitter, I would be a snob right now. I'd be doing the. <laughs> I'd have changed my my picture to the the uh, King of Sports deal. I'm all the way in. It's it's fun to have it back. Um, and the New Japan the tournaments is great, right? Both of us agree on that much. Yes. Right? Like, it's, it's, tournaments in wrestling are so fun because not only do you have like in real sports, tournaments are great because you can do the scan report deal. The thing with that in wrestling is it's like, how will they book this? It's even better for a nerd like me. You know, like I'm left there pondering matchups over a, a uh, A4 sheet of paper. Insane. But I'm loving it. It's great to have it back. And um, man, when fans are back, it's going to be even better. I had a bracket filled out and a it fell apart in the first round when Okada beat Gato. I, look, I picked the upset. <laughs> I thought Gato had him this time. He didn't, unfortunately, yep. and completely killed my bracket. So I, I ripped it up, tossed it away, just wow. couldn't do anything with it. Well, I have Taichi over Tanahashi in round one. Hot take, right? Wow. Because Abushi is facing, I can't think of who Abushi is facing, but if Abushi and Tanahashi both win, they'll be meeting in the second round. And I don't know if they're going to do that. Oh, Abushi's facing Zack Sabre, which is the best match I'd imagine of the first round. I don't know. I just love. Like, the G1 is probably going to be... G1 was supposed to be October this year, right? Yeah. They were going to make it later. Yeah. Like, I assume that's just going to roll as it was. That's going to be a lot of fun. So, it's, it's great to have it back. We have often spoke about, like, we both love New Japan. We often don't know what's... If you're a fan of New Japan, you wonder why we don't talk about it. It isn't because we're, like, um, we're out on it. We just don't actually have a lot more to say than, like, man, it's great wrestling, right? Just thumbs <laughs> up. We have great fun with it. Like, I, I have very little... Um, kind of talking points beyond it. I'm just fun. It's fun to have it back. There's so many great wrestlers and guys are having matches. Like Honma is in an empty building and bless Honma, he is physically <laughs> not what he was. You know, and he at his best he was not a physical kind of um an athlete of the, the highest order. 
an insane person, maybe not a great athlete. And he had this match with Takahashi. I, I was worried for the man. It's an empty building. I thought they were going to kind of brother around. They're not doing that thus far. Well, some of them are. That's another <laughs> conversation. So it's great. And um, yeah, we're almost there, man. We're almost back to actual shows, wrestling shows. How much fun. I'm excited New Japan is back. I'm behind. I'm, I'm behind on everything because of uh, vacation stuff. But slowly catching up. The My issue with New Japan is the same thing as just all empty arena wrestling is it's like yes. still empty arena wrestling yeah. Yeah. and you know they don't have their their full squad obviously uh you can tell some guys are just like i'm not going out here and busting my ass for for yes. nobody and doing stuff that i would typically do and some guys they're just look gato and okada didn't need to be 15 minutes we no. we, we spoke about this off air it's like if this match is over six minutes it's just basically okada's like i want some ring time i haven't wrestled mm-hmm. in three months i need some extra ring time and and that's essentially what this was um it's still empty arena so it's still a little bit tough for me to just get into um but it is nice you're right in that all right in less than a month there will be fans at at new japan events it's only gonna be 33 percent of the audience but it's something and it's actual fans it's not plants recruits wrestlers whatever like it's actual fans that are going to be there i hope everything stays safe i i know japan has handled this uh situation a lot better than america has they're doing actual like antibody testing and everything. They're taking very strict guidelines from uh, the, the things that I read that they, they posted online on the different stuff that they're doing. So that's great. It seems like they're they're in order. And I think it's proof that things are in order because like they didn't run during this. And a yeah. lot of the wrestlers, specifically Tanahashi and Okada, their two biggest names, were like, we're not running anything until... 100% guaranteed we're safe. And then at that point, then we'll talk about running and we still got to put everything in place. So it is great to have them back. It was really interesting. A lot of people point out this is not my takeaway, but like in US wrestling, the major league promotions, sorry, call the, but you know, the, you know, <laughs> AWW, I, I, they run obviously TV money and such while the smaller ones are just, they're struggling. They're waiting. Whereas in Japan, it seems to have been the opposite, right? Yes. Like a lot of the small promotions just like, who cares? Let's just go out there and wrestle. I don't know. Let's do it. New Japan was trying to kind of, um, it's from what I can tell, it seems they're trying to cement themselves as being like a proper, legitimate uh, entertainment brand, sports league, whatever you want to call them. So that's cool. I hope there's some kind of people that have been tempted to try out New Japan for a long time that actually do when they get people in the building. That would be pretty neat, I think, because it is a great product. I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Yes. Uh, last topic, AEW last night, Cody had the open challenge with the uh, TNT championship, and it was answered by guest of the show, our friend Ricky Starks, came out yes. and answered the challenge. Got signed after this. They also signed Abaddon, who squashed uh, Anna That was Jay. awesome. Yes. That was so awesome, by the way. I'm sorry I cut you off, but I had <laughs> forgotten all about it. That was so genius, the way it was just like, wow, bad matchmaking, huh? Well, that was, I loved that. I thought it was tremendous. Carol. Yeah, I, I'm with you. They they hyped Anna Jay, and it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be an Anna Jay yeah. squash. And it was the complete opposite. It was an Abaddon right. squash, and she got over real quickly with that gimmick as well. So it, it's different, and, and that's going to stand mm-hmm. out in AEW like that. So Starks and Abaddon signing. Anything else from uh, Dynamite last night, Joe? I don't think so. No, I mean, Starks obviously was the big one for us, Jeremy. Another huge victory in the distractions yes. column, right? I, 
I've seen some talk. I mean, obviously, I'm retired from social media, but it seems a bit like credit in the NWA for this. What's this about? What? No what's idea. the NWA? Who is Billy Corgan? What are they? What are these people talking? He was on the distraction. What's wrong with you guys? Do you not see it? We we take credit for this. This is our victory. We've yes. already claimed it. Um, I wish I was on the social to celebrate with Jeremy, but he did inform me of the information. Um, I think this was kind of a worst kept secret deal based on the fact that a week ago, every AEW fan I follow started tweeting Ricky Starks promos and matches, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Maybe they just knew something I didn't. I don't know. But um, look, we've, we've often spoke about some of the guys AEW signed initially were not our, they would not have been on our draft board, right? On our big board, they would not have been there. Right. Ricky Starks should have been on, on everyone's. He's tremendous. I'm, I'm super happy for him that he's, He's landed there. I think it's a great fit for him. And he got a pretty great start, right? It was a tremendous match. Now, the interesting part, beyond just the fact that we win and Ricky is very good, is that it really seems more and more likely that you were correct with your um, on Cody Hill deal, right? It seems like they're really leaning in that direction right now, anyway. Yeah, Cody mentioned, like, am I friends with the Elite? Am I friends with the Nightmare family? Yeah. Like, he, he didn't know where he was going. I, I think when... I mentioned that a few weeks ago. Uh, FTR seemed like the obvious like tag mm-hmm. team in that group. And then I think we were both kind of like, okay, well, who's like the fourth person on that? I saw people throw out like Sean Spears, and I'm just like, um, not not really buying that one. Sorry. It's tough, yeah. Uh, like Starks is perfect for that because you do need someone newer and fresher in there. Like, FTR are already going to be looked at as like WWE guys. Even mm. Cody has that to a much, much lesser extent, but it's kind of there. Like if you did Sean Spears in that group as well, like it's 100% there. It's just like, okay, it's just a bunch of career WWE mid card guys in this group. Like Starks is someone new, someone fresher, someone you, you can actually kind of build around and who you haven't completely damaged. Like you've kind of damaged Sean Spears at this point. He's just, he's the guy with the glove. I guess. I yeah. don't even know where that whole thing is even going. But a, a, a new four horsemen of Starks, Cody, FTR. That's a great group. It's an amazing group. I just, hmm, I'm not sure on the Starks deal. Oh, I, wow. I think he's a good fit, but I think the show needs some baby faces that have got actual personality. And listen, I like many of the people on the show. I really do. But if Sammy, MJF, and Ricky are all going to be heels. Like, yeah. the baby faces at that point are just dying. Like, I have, I have no one I like more than them. You know, like, it's... I, don't, I like Ricky as, um... Like, he's the baby face that... He's still cocky. You know, he still talks trash. But you just... He like him. He's charming. He's got charisma. So, I'm with you. I would agree with it in a vacuum. Amazing choice in a vacuum. But when I look at the whole deal, I'm like... Man, I don't know. I feel like I'd like him to be on the opposite side to Sammy and MJF. Because Jungle Boy, as much as I love him... Like, he's like an old-school babyface, right? Go get him. Like He's one of them guys. Darby is Jeff Hardy. That's cool. But Ricky could be the guy that goes back and forth with Sammy and MJF on the microphone. That's just my take. But I'm, I'm with you. It's better than poor Sean Spears, who I actually think gets way too much criticism on his work. He's just the guy they kill him, right? There's nothing, nothing for the poor guy, unfortunately. No one's going to take him seriously. So I'm with you. I think it's a good pick. I just don't know about balance-wise if it works. Uh, I agree with that. I didn't really think about the balance of, of MJF and Sammy Guevara. They're kind of sort of hinting at a Guevara face turn with this Matt Hardy mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know when or if they're going to pull 
the trigger on that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see with that. When you were mentioning names, like, yeah, Jungle Boy and uh, Darby Allen are the, the two kind of top baby faces there. And I was trying to think of somebody else who could kind of carry that promo uh, opposite of MJF and Guevara. And I couldn't think of anybody off the top. Like, Janela to an extent, but I don't yeah. know if they, they see him as, like, that role. At least not right now. Um, and, I mean, Janela is a little bit more seasoned than those guys as far as just, like, TV time. Uh, overall time on the scene, I guess, is the the, the way to put it. Uh, that, but that's, like, it. I can't think of another guy who they're kind of, like, grooming for that spot who could be in that spot. How about I'm with you on that part of it? Because obviously you remember the the issue is you're taking Cody away, right? And like he's the best babyface promo on the show. So it's, that makes it even worse. But how do you Cody turning heel I think is a very risky move in itself because I do believe some characters on these shows should be like they shouldn't turn ever. You know, they should stand the same. Now he doesn't have to be that, but I think some of them do. Um, he would have been my choice, but that's fine. If he doesn't want to be, that's cool. How do you feel about the perfect way to show that he's kind of turned his back on what he previously stood for is him reuniting with MJF after all they've been through. He says he was right all along about MJF. He's the one who picked him, right? He's the one who knew he was all elite, hashtag. Um, what, like, you know, is that the deal? Jim Ross would sell this wonderfully, I feel, on commentary. Even now, Jim Ross. Like, imagine Cody forgiving MJF and he's the fourth man. I don't know. It almost feels too early for all of this. I think that's my, yeah, I agree. almost yeah. my, my biggest thing is like, yeah. why, wait, we're doing an MJF reunion like a year after he turned. It's way too soon. Yeah. yeah. And, and less than a year after their actual match, which is in February, you know, hangman is kind of the interesting guy and like everyone thinks he's turning. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to turn him. Like I would almost keep him babyface and, and turn. I think one of Cody or hangman should turn and will turn. Yes. You can't do both. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think you can do both. Hmm. This is the one thing I enjoy. I'm not going to say that I love AEW show. I enjoy it quite a bit. The one thing I enjoy about discussing it is because they don't have 101 puzzle pieces, we can actually talk about this stuff like as far as where guys fit. Like, look, WWE, it's just it's an embarrassment of riches at this point. They can slot anyone and it's not a problem. Apollo Crews just appeared again. He's one of their top mid-card guys now. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) AEW, looking at the depth chart. I'm with you. This is all way too soon. My only thing is, is I'm just wondering, like, this is going to get tough to kind of figure out. Because if you're going to do this thing with Cody, they're the top heel acts, right? So then yes. what does that make of the inner circle? What does that make of an MJF if he's solo? Because you can't turn MJF. You just can't. That would no. be the worst thing to do. But at the same time, like, when I'm looking at MJF's trajectory, I kind of want him to be the world champ in a year, you know? And if you do a Cody Horseman deal, he's not... He can't really be that because you'd need to make... The thing with the Cody heel turn is it would be the way to get him to challenge for the belt again. Because he'd be like, look, you really think I couldn't have just got a shot whenever I wanted? I'm the executive. You know, that's the deal there. So, I don't know. I, I'm i torn on many, many elements. I, as a fan, I'm interested, but I am definitely kind of... Um, I definitely fear that it's a little bit soon, I guess. I'm not sure it's actually well thought out. It's just a cool idea, I guess. Yeah, I'm okay with... All right, you've got the the Cody Horseman stable. You've got the mm-hmm. inner circle. You've got MJF. Like it's fine to have multiple top heel because on the babyface yes. side, like you've got Moxley. I think he's pretty much the de facto top babyface. Yeah. At some point, 
Kenny Omega is going to have to be like mm-hmm. single superstar Kenny Omega. And if you're keeping Hangman Page babyface, like he's just going to rise with that as Agreed. well. So you're going to have enough good babyfaces to combat all of these good heels. But no, I, you're right. It, like, especially when you consider that's the the big one really is like we're looking way ahead at all this up. But Hangman Omega is really the big thing, right? Because I don't know if you want to turn to me you just can't turn hangman i think he's the guy that you're looking at as being your top baby face uh, to me i'd be trying to get to that i mean that could be the two. guy who goes toe-to-toe with mjf and sam yes. and like hangman is still young enough to be exactly and he can be like position. even though those we 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 both know that he's like a ring of honor guy as far as that's where he became a thing to the general audience you can 100 percent make him an aw guy and that's the key, isn't it, really? Like, it's the same way as, like, a lot of TNA's homegrown guys were actually Ring of Honor guys, but to the general wrestling fan, they were TNA guys. So that's, that's all it is. Yeah. So, Hangman, you, I think you want to try and make him a top babyface because people love him. He's great in the ring and he can talk. He has a natural charisma. So, you don't want to turn him. The Omega thing is, like, is there a heel turn there? I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't know. I've, I can't even imagine what it would look like, to be quite honest with you. But the issue is, how do you split them as a team... And just avoid the story conflict altogether. Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe they just go their separate ways. I, yeah, I think they just kind of go there because Omega and Obushi didn't have like this big fallout yeah. split, right? They just Obushi went to DDT for a while, or Omega mm-hmm. just rose to the top of the card, and you know they reunited and it was great. But even when they were both in New Japan together, it's not like they were battling. They still like. I yeah. think you could do a similar thing here. It's like okay. We lost the tag team titles. That run is over. Let's move on and just well, here's do the thing. our separate things. If you did a deal where FTR beat um, Hangman and Omega with a Cody, like that's when you do the angle with Cody. Yeah. Then they would all be united as the elite, and the team of the elite is the Bucks anyway, right? So then right. they could go their own way, like seamlessly, because they're united against Cody, and they just kind of naturally split off into different programs. That would be easy. The concern is if all this Cody stuff we're discussing is absolute, like just not even a fault, <laughs> then I don't know. I'd be interested how they play it. My biggest fear is that they turn Hangman though, because to me that would just be so like um, set in their ways. That was the plan. That's not the move here, man. He's actually probably your best shot, your own breakout star, other than MJF, you know, because he's just he's on fire right now. He always feels like the biggest star in the ring to me. So it's an interesting. Look, let's be honest, man. For a company that's, what, a year old, these are pretty good problems to have. But there's a lot of different ways to go here. I just hope they aren't too desperate to make them all at once, I guess is my my thing. Yeah, there's... It seems like they've got plenty of time. I don't know what their actual long-term plans are. Obviously, things changed with the the pandemic and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But it is nice to feel like we can discuss kind of long-term thinking and into this where... You don't always get that. So, yeah. Um, anything else, Joseph? We are way over time, but that's okay. It's our show. We are. We can do what we want. Wow. I, I thought we were short on time. That's why I kept going back to MJF being being the second <laughs> horseman. No, I, look, I'm a. It's, it's fun. I I like talking about this stuff as much as I may be deemed Jim Cornette of Fightful.com. I'm I'm not. I enjoy this conversation. Every Who week, has deemed you Jim Cornette of Fightful? The DMs are very spiteful. Oh, my God. I'm retired. Stop sending Joseph these mean DMs. Thank you very much. I'm retired like Terry Funk once again. Um, But I think that's it, right? We've got Oh, the one deal that we didn't talk about, which I don't think you've seen it yet. You're behind. You may have seen it. I don't know. 
AJ and Daniel Bryan, in fact, was a good wrestling match. Just want to announce that now. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan had a good professional wrestling match uh, 12 years ago last Friday. That's all I want to say. I've, I've not watched that match uh, at some it's, point. Look, it's hard. When you know the result and you yes. know it's very long, it's very hard to just dive in. But it is worth your time eventually. That That is my biggest issue is like knowing the result of something. Yes. I, I cannot watch. Like if when it comes to like real sports and whatnot, like if you tell me who's going to win this game, it can be one a, an amazing game. Probably not going to watch it. Like I didn't watch, um, I guess it was game seven of the of the nba the 2016 nba finals you know lebron Mm -hmm. that whole thing didn't watch it i was wow i banned basketball after the western conference finals refused to watch a second of the nba finals everyone says it's the greatest game of all time maybe it was i've seen all the highlights never gonna watch this full game (laughs) i I love that twice this this show just turned you be like and then okc did this this was a lot (laughs) less positive than the trade one you were much more energetic when talking about the the by the way, that was a good um, comparison you made there because AJ Styles is definitely better at wrestling than Paul George is at basketball, right? Like we both like Paul, but that's fair, right? Um, oh, he's considering this. This is uh, interesting. Paul George is really up. good. He like, is. He's great. Yeah. He's really all time. Yeah, look, AJ Styles is an all time great. Paul George isn't going down as an all time great. But at this current moment, yeah, this at this point. current moment, like Paul George oh. is probably a top ten. Maybe fringe top 10, easily top 15 player. Yes. AJ Styles is, look, he's lost a step. AJ Styles is really good. I don't think he can, he's like a top five guy. There are people watching this that are like, Jeremy, you haven't even watched the Daniel Bryan match. How dare you (laughs) slam the phenomenal one, AJ? Look, I'm with you. AJ is obviously, you'd assume he's in like the final chapter, right? The last ride, so to speak. (laughs) I wonder if he'll get a 15-part series made about his retirement. I don't know. But um, nothing else happened, right? There was no women's tag title change, was there? Nothing happened with the women's no, tag titles? I don't... What? I have no idea what you're talking about. But did that happen okay. in Backlash, or was that before Backlash? It was before Backlash. Nothing happened. Lecture oh. Nikki the champs. What are you okay. talking about? Fair enough. Yeah. Great match they had last night on uh, NXT that we Man, didn't watch because it's banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a time to ban it, by the way. What a win for me that was. <laughs> all right everybody uh we'll be back on saturday with the tew series bruce pritchard is dead in the tew series <laughs> somebody's just gonna clip that just like bruce pritchard is dead uh well wow. dead in our tew series look i didn't i didn't book him to die you no. booked alexa and nikki around the world and it was a terrible yes. segment that bruce just it ended yeah. him. so that no that... i'm not taking that <laughs> i've made it clear to you that i'm now blaming his promotion I think the game retro it knew what was coming. <laughs> there is definitely not it's not a coincidence that, that was announced like a night like, what, forty hours later in TW yes. World he was dead. Now granted take three months ago, but who cares? You know, never never well, let look, the truth No, the they look, I've I've said this many many, many times. They've hacked the distraction computers. This is what the hacker has been doing. This is why he hasn't been on television this whole time. Because he's just hacking our computers. And they're like, all right, what's coming up on the distraction this week? And then they, they do it. Uh, they get the they get the information and then they're like, how do we counter that? So they're like, yes. oh, this week on TEW, Bruce is gonna die. How do we counter promote him? Promote him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, yes. It makes sense. They're logical with it. They try to keep us down, but it will not happen. When Dwayne tweets about us, oh my, <laughs> it'll be a lot worse than when he mentioned Dynamite on his Instagram live. <laughs> it'll be way way worse. Internal fire on coming there. But yes, um, Titan Games, check it out. <laughs> 
the distraction, the TEW series this Saturday. We'll be back next Tuesday reviewing uh, 12 Rounds 2 Reloaded starring Randy Orton. Uh, next Thursday, when we're back talking wrestling, if assuming things hold, something yeah. might happen, big news might break that we got to talk about. If, if that doesn't happen, it's going to be a Randy Orton appreciation show. All Randy Orton. It's going to be Randy Orton appreciation week on the distraction. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you probably booked him to lose that week on uh, TEW. Well, <laughs> he loses a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but assuming things kind of hold and there's not like major, major topics we, we need to hit. We're going to try to do a uh, Randy Orton appreciation week here on the distraction. Uh, don't follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Holbert five. He will not see those messages. If you have messages you want to send to Joe, you can send them to me. I might relay them. If they are very nice, I will relay them. If they are mean, I will block you myself and I will not relay yes. them. Do not send me mean messages about Joseph. Okay. Just yes. don't do it. Uh, you yes. can, you can I don't like cinematic wrestling. Allow me to hate things. <laughs> well, you bullies. You're wrong about that. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Lambert88. Head over to FIFO.com. Subscribe to FIFO Select. We'll talk to everybody on Saturday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.